do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberless. This show is like a journal where I talk about all the things my brain has consumed so they do not just sit up in that dusty attic and slowly drive me insane. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself so I feel I should warn of that possibility in a sort of spoiler warning type fashion thing. Hmm. Last, but least, in an idea stolen from John Gabris, I offer to you the following deal. <clears throat> Rate the podcast, this one, five stars in iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy peasy, Socrateasy. I will now push a button that will start a series of five of five-minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Imagine Dragons that are actually flame-throwing tanks. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first is Dr. No. Uh, yeah, Dr. No from uh, James Bond franchise. <clears throat> Excuse me. I should say I just woke up. So my voice is deeper and perhaps sexier than normal. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, quite often, if you are a long-time listener, if such a person does exist, I don't know, never heard from one, uh, I like to quite often have a movie franchise on the go, and I'll watch one movie a week, as you do. Uh, this is my, for sure, most ambitious of those I have ever done. Uh, I've seen every James Bond movie, uh, I own most of them up until, yeah, like I have a, a, a it's four little box sets up until uh, Daniel Craig ones, and then uh, I have a few of those either. Uh, yeah, so so I've seen them all. I've been a big fan all my life, um, but I hadn't seen them in quite a while. Uh, one of the reasons I thought I would do this is listening to James Bonding podcast. I guess it sort of got me ramped up a little bit in terms of uh, desire to watch to re-re-re-watch in some cases, especially Dr. No. I think I've seen um, maybe this is like my fifth plus time seeing. A, I've seen this movie a lot, and uh, I, I sort of forgot how much I enjoyed it, to be honest. 
Um, it's the first James Bond movie ever made. Uh, a resourceful British government agent seeks answers in a case involving the disappearance of a colleague and the disruption of the American space program. Yeah. Which I never really understood why the evil Dr. No wanted to... Like, what was his motivation? It, it didn't seem to make sense per se, uh, which is a thing of a lot of Bond movies. Uh, Rating-wise, uh, I, I think I'd probably go, like, five... <laughs> but there's hesitation in that five. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt, I guess. Uh, I should, you know what I should do is just totally steal James Bonding's rating scale of uh, 007. Uh, no, no, let's stick with mine. And mine's, mine's convoluted enough. That was, a, that was a hesitant five, for example. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean Connery, oh, you know what? Uh, just before we go any further... Uh, let me find it. I know I have this. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so uh, it's my James Bond rating scale in terms of uh, the actors who portrayed James Bond uh, in order of my favorite to least favorite. Uh, I thought this would be good to get out of the way on the uh, first uh, episode that we're doing this. Okay, so my first favorite is Sean Connery. So that would explain why I like this movie, because it's Sean Connery. Uh, my second favorite is Roger Moore. Uh, tied for third is uh, Pierce Brosnan and George Lazenby. Lazenby. Uh, fourth is Daniel Craig. And uh, somewhere in the top ten is Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I'm not a big uh, Timothy Dalton fan. Well, we're going to watch them. We're going to watch all of them. But uh, they didn't blow me away. Movie the second. Oh, shit. Uh, I should say I'm trying to stick to the timer today. So I've already fucked that up. Uh, movie the second. The Comedian. Starring uh, Mr. Bobby De Niro, as I like to call him. Uh, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, lately, Robert De Niro movies... I don't know. Uh, like He's known for being this great actor, but I, I feel like he's taken a lot of shitty like comedy movies. Uh, <laughs> despite this one being fall, called The Comedian, and despite there being funny moments, it's definitely a, a darker movie. And I think uh, he does better in this than things I've seen him in ra lately. Uh, Rating-wise, I'd go like a 3.5. Uh, my rating of 3 is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever need to see this again, but but I, I definitely did enjoy it. Uh, a look at the life of an aging insult comic named Jack Burke. Uh, a lot of old, uh, actual, real in real life comedians, which was uh, uh, fun to see. Uh, next, we have Bon Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, the Bon means good. <laughs> B-O-N in French. Okay? Two Canadian detectives, one from Ontario, one from Quebec, must work together when a murdered victim is found on the Ontario-Quebec borderline. Uh, if you are not Canadian, you may not know of the... Fuck it. <laughs> I know I literally just said we're going to stick to the timer, but whatever. <clears throat> I can do what I want. Uh, yeah, if you're not from um, Canada, you might not know of the... Uh, geez, how would I put this? Uh, hatred is too strong a word. But tension sometimes between Quebec and uh, the rest of the country. Uh, in fact, uh, you may have even heard that there was, like, uh, uh, Scotland. 
having a referendum, I guess, to leave uh, the rest of Great Britain. Uh, that sort of same idea has been uh, put across in Quebec on more than one occasion. In fact, I think there's there's even a political party called the Separatist Party that uh, is, is quite popular. It is uh, the, the differences between Quebec uh, and the rest of the country is, is, is quite stark. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, I'm just saying it is a thing. Uh, so, uh, this is a good idea for a buddy cop movie. No doubt about it. Uh, it it's your, t it's sort of your typical, uh, oh god, what's the Walter Matthau, uh, odd couple. Yeah, it's, it, it's a very typical odd couple situation where you got your, your clean, uh, organized uh, guy from Ontario, and then your, uh, Walter Matthau character, uh, bad boy, uh, not lazy, but uh, sort of rough-and-tumble guy from Quebec. Uh, and, and it works out well, because it's easy to picture as a Canadian. Uh, it worked out so well, in fact, that I just saw they, they made a second one of these. Uh, uh, these guys who are sort of forced to work together to solve this crime. Uh, I'd go like a solid... I don't know if I'd go five. But uh, you, you know what? This is like a really, really good four. <laughs> Goddamn convoluted rating. Uh, last we have Midnight Run. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what it was? Uh, hadn't seen it in a long time. Uh, and no, uh, knew, no, knew, no, knew, uh, that it was, like, a good movie. And also, uh, both, uh, Robert De Niro and, uh, uh, Charles Grodin were in The Comedian. So I thought, hey, why don't we do something that makes a sort of sense and watch two movies with these two actors? So, here you go. An accountant is chased by bounty hunters, the FBI, and the Mafia after jumping bail. Um, sort of Bond Cop, uh, bad cop, in that uh, you've got these two uh, odd couple characters together, uh, working together to uh, not die, basically. Uh, this movie, I, th I think you gotta go five. It's a really good, stands up well, a lot of names that you'll recognize, and uh, why don't you check it out, please? And thank you. Bonjour. Today's television talk sponsor is Pitter Batter Let's Get Donuts. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, we're talking a, a new show. Uh, I watched all three seasons. The seasons were uh, short. There's uh, three seasons, 20 episodes in total. Uh, uh, what do you call a season now? Call this, call this one season broken up into three parts, how about... <laughs> Uh, you know what, I should off the bat say uh, thank you to uh, a girl at my wife's work who uh, lent us this show. Uh, I will say that the missus watched a few episodes and uh, decided not to continue on, that it wasn't exactly her bag of tea. I, on the other hand, really liked it, which makes sense because uh, this girl at my life's my wife's work, Ida, thank you, Ida, uh, and I seemingly have a freakishly similar personality, down to the colors of our car, I do believe. Uh, so, uh, thank you for Letter Kenny is the name of the 
Program, uh, a Canadian television sitcom. Yes. Uh, got a bit of a feel of Corner Gas, uh, dirtier, definitely. Uh, it was on Crave TV, which is like a, a sort of a Netflix, a Netflix-ish, let's say. <coughs> oh, it also aired on the Comedy Network. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was just Crave. Uh, let me read a little bit of it. Uh, the show stars Kiso and Nathan Dales... Uh, as Wayne and Daryl, two friends. Oh, I didn't know. They're brothers in real life. You know what's weird about that? Uh, they're brothers in real life, and you feel like on the show that they are brothers, even though they're just friends. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, two friends living in the small town of Letterkenny, Ontario. I live in Ontario, so that's interesting. A fictional community loosely based on Kiso's hometown of Listowel, Ontario. Which I don't know where that is. Let's have a look how far away. Uh, you know what? We'll do this. Uh, I live in Caledon East to LaSalle, Ontario. Let's see how far away that is. How long it would take me. One hour, 17 minutes away this program takes. Uh, it is in a part of the province that's a little more rural, let's say. Uh, definitely judging by the show. Um, uh, the show. Goddamn hilarious, I will say. Uh, if I had any gripe, which is not really a gripe, because it's, it seems to fit well, uh, they will do, quite often, find a sort of joke formula, uh, and then repeat that, uh, a lot. Uh, but then fill in different sort of, uh, the, 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 the actual jokes will be different, but the formula of them... Uh, will be the same. For example, uh, they'll uh, start talking about different synonyms for uh, sexual acts, say, or different, uh, and, and sort of go around <laughs> each saying them. Or uh, whenever they're playing, a, the, there's certain scenes where there's like a hockey team. Uh, that one is very, very regimented in how those scenes are filmed, where uh, they'll go from one hockey player to the other saying something, and it's always in the same order, and uh, they always sort of throw to each other saying the same thing. It, it, it's a very, very regimented show, so much so that it almost feels like they had these ideas for jokes, uh, how they could have the formula, and then the, just change the words each time. Uh, it sort of reminded me how I do this podcast in the sense that I have... Uh, the formula of each of the different sections and then can just fill in uh, what I'm going to talk about uh, or when I do uh, D&D when I run a game I, I actually have some a sort of formula that I can follow and then just fill in the the, the different blanks uh, so so maybe that's why I like it formulaic is not a compliment normally of a uh, show but uh, of this, I think it will be. And uh, the sense of humor is definitely Canadian in nature, which I, I always sort of say it's a cross between, and this is this is obvious, I don't think I'm the first to say this, cross between American uh, sort of uh, silliness uh, with the dry British wit as well. So you get, uh, at least I feel, the best of both worlds. Uh, Letter Kenny, highly recommend... Uh, I think I gotta go, jeez, uh, can I go five again? I'm having a lot of hesitant fives. 
yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll give it a 4.5 and an extra 0.5 for being Canadian. There you go. Today's book banter, or rather, television talk part two ban banter, mm, sponsor, is it's Elementary My Dear Yachtsman Club. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I finally, finally jumped on the Sherlock bandwagon. Uh, it was a show that I always knew about and went in with incredibly high hopes because I've had about a million people tell me how much I would like it. Uh, those high hopes, maybe, I feel like I, I got them too high. Like, I thought it was going to be my next Doctor Who in terms of love of show. And right off the bat, I'll say I'm giving it, like, a five. Uh, I've watched the first series so far. Uh, which is three episodes. What's with these freaking short things again? Uh, th there's three series. I, I think the fourth's in the works, maybe. Uh, and they're each three episodes. Come on, man. Come on. Give me more. Uh, anyways, the fact that I so much desire more uh, is a good sign. Uh, it's it just, uh, it, it didn't hit me as hard as I thought it would from what all people said, which just goes to show you, I always try to go in with no expectations, I don't usually watch trailers, uh, it, it's just with this show, it was, like, impossible for me to avoid the hype being built up in my brain over the years, so, there's that. Oh, it came out in 2010, so it has been quite a while. Uh, and maybe that's the other thing. It's It, it came out, uh, and I don't think it exploded uh, as much as it has done now. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, something about him in this show. Uh, maybe it's just that he's younger and he's sort of aged into his face well, but I feel like he looks sort of strange in this. <laughs> like, sort of, there's a certain sort of alien-like quality to just his face in this. Uh, that's sort of not a very nice thing to say. Um, whereas now, like, if you see him in any other movie, he just looks like a, you know, a normal dude. But but in this, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's just something strange. And and the fact that he's almost un, un inhuman uh, in this, with his sort of level of freakish intelligence and attention to detail and all things that uh, a Sherlock's home character is known for, there's a certain alien quality of that where he's he's different from the rest of society. Uh, so you combine that with him looking a little on the alien side. Uh, basically what I'm saying is Sherlock Holmes is an alien. Uh, confirmed. Yeah, confirmed here. You heard it here. Uh, we've broken the story. I think I potentially will make that the title of this. Sherlock Holmes is an alien confirmed okay there now we have the title of the episode i love it when that happens because it means less work later and less work is always good okay so i i think what they've done and i've read a lot of sherlock holmes but it's been uh, some years since i have 
Uh, I think they've taken some of the actual Sherlock Holmes stories. Like this first one's called A Study in Pink. And what's it called? A Study in Red or A Study in Rose? Study in Red, I think it is. Um, uh, taken uh, existing Sherlock Holmes stories and sort of tweaked them to fit a modern world. And uh, this Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> excuse me, Sherlock Holmes' sort of style. His style being, which I don't really remember too strongly from the books, not a dick, it's just uh, super, super smart people, and this is something that seemingly is happens in real life, uh, at least you hear tale of, uh, kind of can be dicks. And uh, the smarter you are, I think the more leeway... I personally, anyways, would give for dickishness because your brain is doing things that are, uh, at least potentially, helping humankind, uh, you know, cut them some slack. How about uh, Watson? Uh, Watson I like. Uh, he's almost a bit more of a focus than I thought he would be, which uh, I appreciate. So, uh, five out of five and good things. Today's game, Gabin sponsor, is D uh, The God Woken Alarm Clock. Thank you for that sponsorship. <laughs> I almost said the name of the game that we're going to be talking about and not the sponsor. Idiot. I think uh, two things. Uh, both have been up for not very long. Uh, and also, uh, I took a week and change off of podcasting, so maybe I'm a little rusty in this one, I feel like. So... Uh, just know that if you are listening to this, it's not my best, I feel like. In fact, uh, go back and listen to one, I think I called it my favorite episode. Uh, yeah, listen to that one, because I think that one was good. Uh, anyways, we're talking Divinity, colon, Original Sin 2. Oh. Uh, this game has won in all sorts of awards. Uh, I did play the first one, very much enjoyed it. I'm fairly confident I spoke of it on this very podcast. Uh, so uh, when I kept seeing this one popping in and out of YouTubes and award programs and such, I knew I had to get it because it sounded like it was right up my alley, and boy howdy was it. Uh, this very, very reminiscent, obviously, of a uh, Baldur's Gate uh, style game, which I played the bejesus out of Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 even more so. Um, I really got deep into this. Something I did that I hadn't done in a long time, I feel like, was played the game uh, while not uh, watching uh, YouTube or TVs or a movie of some sort. Uh, I, I sort of just put on the game. Uh, I streamed it um, while playing it. Uh, so, it, actually, you can go on my YouTube and watch me play about five plus, no, even more than five, like, five parts, uh, probably, jeez, you know what, I could probably tell how many hours I've played. Wait, 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 give me one second, 29 hours, <laughs> Jesus fuck, that's a, that's a long time, and you know what, I'm not even done yet, um, I, I do have plans to go back, I, I just sort of needed a bit of a break. Um, this style of game, which I used to love and play from beginning to end, 
uh, uninterrupted. Uh, I, I feel like it doesn't always keep my intention as much as it should uh, or, or as it did. And the only reason I think that is, is as I get older, I've, I've explained this in various game Gavins before, uh, when a game uh, gets frustrating, which this one never really does, uh, it's just I have so much else that I could do, uh, there's that, uh, that FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, I've got a bunch of games that I haven't played, uh, and then I'm playing this one for 29 hours, so I feel like, oh man, uh, what about all these other games I could be playing? Uh, so uh, I've sort of taken a break. Uh, PUBG just came out with its desert map uh, today on the test servers, I should say. That's a little behind-the-scenes action, so I wanted to check that out, and I'm probably going to do that today. But uh, maybe over the, the Christmas holidays, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hop back into it. Needless to say, uh, I, I think i got to go... Uh, Oh fuck! This is insane. Uh, another hesitant five. I, I I don't know if I can quite give it a five. Jesus. Uh, let's go four point nine. Yeah, this one I'm I'm not gonna hesitate. I'm not gonna give it a five, but I am gonna give it a, a four point. Uh, I'm gonna put in hesitant fives galore. That might work its way into the title as well. Uh, okay, so basically you find yourself uh, waking up on a ship. Um, you kind of don't know how you got there. Uh, you are uh, a magic being. Um, you're wearing a collar. You're imprisoned, being taken to a prison island. Uh, and, and that was sort of a cool start. Uh, you're basically at the point I am now trying to unleash the powers within you that can turn you into a god. <laughs> uh, and I'm at this sort of cool point where there's a bunch of factions trying to get me to do things, but I'm leaning towards just killing everything and being evil, which, uh, you know, is fun. Divinity 2 Original Sin. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Doomsday Peppers. Very hot and a great shelf life. Oh my god. Uh, I should just kill myself at this point. Uh, uh, the Pointless Podcast is back. Yes. With host Kevin Pereira, who you may recall from Attack of the Show, which is where I fell in love with him and have uh, decided to follow him wherever he goes. Uh, not in real life or IRL, but uh, rather when he puts things out on the internet. Uh, because he's a super, super funny, interesting dude who interviews good. Uh, in this case, interviews Mia Khalifa, who I've always had uh, an interest in for one reason or another. Uh, used to be another reason, but uh, lately it's just because she's sort of uh, very, very funny, smart, also... Uh, similar to your Kevin Pereira's, uh, I, I think would be like a good interviewer. Uh, she does a, I don't know if it's a podcast or a radio show. Uh, the only reason I don't listen to it is because it's all sports. <laughs> that would be my numb, my numb, 
my one knock against Mia Khalifa is her love of sports. God damn it. The, uh, something I loved of this podcast in particular was uh, Kevin used to do on Attack of the Show his, I think it, no, it definitely was my favorite bit of his. It was called Time to Sports. <laughs> oh man, just remembering those. I, I, I bet you could find them online. Uh, anyways, it's where he would talk of sports uh, having zero knowledge of sports. Uh, like he would call... Uh, hockey slapper sticks, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, those were good. So whenever she sort of veered towards any sort of sports talk, he would sort of quickly nip it in the bud with his time to sports style talk, uh, which I very, very much enjoyed. Uh, Mia Khalifa, a delight, and I uh, hope to see more of her in the years to come. And I have a feeling we will, because she's just that sort of personality that... Once you uh, hear her talk for any extended period of time, uh, you'll realize uh, she's more, much more than just a pretty face. So, uh, Mia Khalifa, good stuff. Um, oh yeah, uh, next is uh, GM Tips with Satine Phoenix. Uh, this episode was called Community. Ah, the community of DMs and GMs. And BMs. Well, probably not BMs. Uh, so uh, I've, I've spoken of uh, Satine uh, innumerable times on this podcast uh, from the days I hit it with my axe all the way up until more recently these GM tips that are on the Geek and Sundry channel and my love of her and just what she does for the, 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 the brotherhood of uh, DMs which is uh, no more evidence than it was in this episode about the community that sort of uh, evolves around the game of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I really hit some, uh, some, some emotional buttons this, uh, <laughs> this particular video, uh, so uh, if you're thinking of DMing or GMing, whatever you prefer, I prefer DMing, um, this series as a whole is good for you and I would potentially even start with this episode just so you could see what sort of love and camaraderie you're getting into with this quote-unquote game uh, it's really incredible and uh, highly recommend excuse me that you watch these videos in general next we have a new podcast that I've just added to my podcast listening repertoire ha Bunker Buddies, yes, uh, I've heard about it on other McElroy uh, uh, podcasts, uh, mentioned a couple of times, and I never really looked into it, uh, but then I realized it was about, like, uh, apocalypse stuff, like, uh, how to survive apocalypse sticks. Mm -hmm. uh, how to prepare your bunker, uh, that's the title, buddies. Uh, and, and things of that nature, but all done with, uh, obviously, sort of a, a comedic leaning, which uh, I think makes the difference, obviously, uh, turning a, what could be a depressing subject into an interesting and funny and sometimes ridiculous one. Uh, so, I listened to the first, I think, five episodes where they talked of uh, EMP. That one scares me because I could see how easily it could happen. All you need is a really strong solar flare, uh, to knock out electronics, and it wouldn't be down for a while. It could be down, you know, for good, basically. Uh, 
so so that one's scary. <laughs> and then they did like a zombies episode. Uh, they called it part one because I assume there'll be more. It's a very popular type of apocalypse to talk about. Uh, I just listened to, like I started at the beginning and listened to five episodes. And then uh, a, a couple episodes came out, like new ones that I listened to. There was like a, a, a gift guide for people who like to prep for the apocalypse uh, with the holidays coming. Uh, very, very good. I would recommend it so far, and I plan to continue to, te- to, 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 to keep listening, no less. Okay, last but not least, in fact, most, I will say, of everything I've said so far, forget about it. D- delete the rest of this episode, just listen to this one thing. Uh, certain people in particular, I hope, uh, and even if this does not pertain to you, uh, I'm sure someone in your life this could help. Uh, I'm talking of Dan Harmon's depression advice. Uh, recently on Twitter, uh, someone uh, asked Dan about depression, uh, him having some intimate knowledge of it, uh, had a series of tweets that when I read, uh, being someone who was uh, not once, not thrice, but twice uh, hospitalized for depression, I uh, realized that if I had had these uh, series of four tweets when I was a young man, uh, my life could have been vastly different and improved. Uh, so I, what I'm going to do is just read what he wrote uh, and, and put my full force of please pass... <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, please pass this on to anyone you think it could help because uh, it, it's just an incredible thing that sort of blew up my brain a little bit. Like, I, I, I just... Everywhere than, and anywhere that I thought I could post it, I posted this. Uh, the last of which, of course, is this podcast that no one <laughs> listens to. Uh, so let me just uh, open it up here. <clears throat> Okay, from Dan Harmon to at Chojiro. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so for one, admit and accept that it's happening. This is, of course, about depression. Uh, Awareness is everything. We put ourselves under so much pressure to feel good. It's okay to feel bad. Uh, It might be something you're good at. Communicate it. Do not keep it secret. That is all in caps by the way. Do not keep it secret. That was my problem. Uh, Own it like a hat or a jacket. Your feelings are real. Two, try to remind yourself over and over that feelings are real, but they aren't reality. Okay, that's the part that sort of, as soon as I read that, it it like set something off in my brain. Uh, Feel myself getting emotional just thinking about that part of it. Uh, Just because what you're feeling is hitting you so hard um and it's a very very real feeling uh doesn't mean that that is what existence and reality is it it is not that feeling that that is just the moment that you are in and it's not necessarily what is happening to you you could have a great life and that feeling hits you and makes it so incredibly real but it is not life it is just a feeling <clears throat> Sorry, I'm doing a little uh, 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 commentary <laughs> on his words. Uh, example, you could feel like life means nothing. True feeling, important feeling, true that you feel it, but whether life has meaning? Question mark. Not up to us. Facts 
and feelings equal but different. The most important thing I can say to you is please don't deal with it alone. This is an incredible, miraculous magic to pushing your feelings out. Even writing, <clears throat> I want to die on a piece of paper and burning it will feel better than thinking about it alone. Output is magical. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, dark thoughts will echo off the walls of your skull and they will distort and magnify. Jesus, that, that's true. Uh, when you open your mouth uh, or an anonymous journal or blog or sketch pad, these thoughts go out. They'll be back, but you got to get them out. Vent them. Tap them. I know you want to bury it, but try not to. Just, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, it, it really, yeah. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper